coming up today on Newsbreaker special broadcast and extended broadcast but we must keep you updated with the business of the day a new right wing emerges in South African politics but who will it serve we'll go live to discuss that chaos resumes at UKZN we'll go live to our reporter on the scene and like I said the team broadcasts live from the Lake Haven Secondary School in Durban as they open a new chapter with the launch of their library a very good afternoon to you welcome to Newsbreak I'm Tarish Haripashad joined here by the Newsbreak team at the Lake Haven Secondary School a very very significant day for them they're going to be immersed in the beauty and the quality and in the knowledge of books and we've come here to share that great great experience with them so we'll be bringing you a lot of focus about this this area the school and the challenges they face and yes now with the amount of books that they've got the amount of successes they are likely to have so it's time now to uh, bring you updated with one of our top stories this afternoon and the situation remains tense at UKZN's Westwall campus as police continue to search residencies Earlier this morning, police fired tear gas and rubber bullets to disperse protesting students who had set fire to trash cans and blocked the main entrance with fire extinguishers. Well, our reporter Fanele Mklongo joins us on from the campus live. Good afternoon to you, Fanele. Good afternoon, Tarish. Fanele, can you describe the scene on campus currently? Uh, we can say that the situation is very tense here at the University of KwaZulu-Natal, the Westville campus where earlier on we have seen students that were protesting, clashing on with police, and they, they were throwing stones at police, and then some vehicles were damaged, and also the risk management services building was also stoned, and then police retaliated with rubber bullets, and um, with rubber bullets trying to disperse the crown. Then earlier on, there was an attempt to set a light at building here at the Wellsville. However, the, the um, firefighters were able to put down that fire. Sounds like a lot of chaos. Do you know at this stage what the police search had uncovered? When the police were searching the student residences, they were in fact looking for the leaders of the protest because we understand that as the students are continuing their, with their protest, there is a court order which is prohibiting any illegal gatherings that are going on at the university right now. Then earlier there are students that were arrested, although at the moment we cannot confirm how many students were arrested, mm. but there are students that were arrested and also during the, the clashes there were students that were also injured and also yeah. some police that were also injured. At the moment mm. there are mm. students who are then um, accusing the, the yeah. private security yeah. of coming in I, into I, I their residence. I, I want to ask you about that, Fanele. There have been reports about, you know, uh, elements of police being too hard on the students. Is that visible today? Yes, what is making it more difficult for the police is that it's difficult to separate from the students who are part of the protest and also the students who are innocently coming to the campus. But what the police are doing now, they are telling students who are not part of the protest to leave the, 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 the university. But also the challenge is that some students are staying inside the, the, the university campuses. That is the main problem that they are facing right now. Mm. What can you tell us about university management? What are they saying? about the situation currently? 
The university management has decided to suspend all the classes, all the academic problems, only for today. But we're not sure what is going to happen as for as for tomorrow, because there was a message which was circulated by the SASCO in which they were saying there was, there, there's going to be a shutdown tomorrow, today and tomorrow. As we understand that there is a meeting which is expected tomorrow between the all the university stakeholders, including the students and the management. Mm. Fanele, very quickly before you leave us, could you tell us what the students are saying? Some of the students are saying they are pro the protest which is going on and some are saying they don't want this protest to go on because there's a number of students who are injured yet they, they claim that they are innocent and they don't want to be part of the ongoing protest. But mm. now many gates here at the university have been closed and mm. the cars which are coming from outside are no longer outside are, are no longer allowed to come in Mm-hmm. Our reporter Fanele Mklongo bringing us the latest from the situation at the UKZN Westville campus. Well, now the criminal charge against Finance Minister Praveen Gordhan indicates the rise of a new right wing in South African politics. That's according to the Institute of Race Relations. This week, Gordhan and two of his former South African Revenue Services officials, Ivan Pillay and Opa Magashula, were summoned to court by the National Prosecuting Authority. These charges relate to severance packages and the extension of employment contracts while Gordhan was at SARS. The investigation has been labelled as politically motivated by many sections of society. Now the IRR has released a paper titled The Rise of the New Right. What is this new right? Well, let's discuss this live with IRR Head of Risk, Mr. Cohen Lebone. Good afternoon to you, Cohen. Hello, Cohen. Hi, Cohen. Can you hear me? Mm. Okay, we seem to have lost Cohen, but we will try and track that story and find out more about this new right in our subsequent broadcast. But uh, I can tell you it's, it's such an amazing time here at the Lake Haven Secondary because the library is being officially opened. We look forward to telling you about all of that, but for now we're going to go over... Okay, I think we... Okay, well, first we managed to get hold of Cohen, have we? Uh, good afternoon to you, Cohen. Good afternoon to you and your listeners, sir. Hi, Cohen. Thank you for joining us. And, and I want to ask you immediately, what can you tell us about this new right that you're talking about? Uh, well, we've heard a scenario. Firstly, uh, Dr. Cronier released a book uh, two years ago called Our Next Ten Years, in which he sketched uh, four possible scenarios for South Africa. And in the upcoming book and a policy brief that we always present to our clients, uh, we show that there are four possible scenarios in the future, and this includes the what we call the narrow road, uh, which will usher in uh, uh, the prospect of the new right wing from the ruling party. And this is what we think is happening uh, at the moment. We think uh, this ties in the latest developments in the country, uh, tie in with uh, this particular uh, forced market-friendly reforms uh, scenario. Is this democratic or even constitutional? Uh, look, we, the, the ruling party has got uh, very, very uh, limited options in terms of uh, changing policies that will uh, attract uh, investment in the country, uh, not only from uh, international companies, but also locally, because we know that there are businessmen who are sitting on billions of friends who do not want to, uh, who are wary of uh, investing in the country because of policy uh, uncertainty. And this policy uncertainty is brought about uh, by the fact that uh, the ruling party has got uh, what we identified um, 
in our scenario sketching as three main sections. And these three main sections are pulling in different directions in terms of implementing policy that will see the country uh, going forward economically. Mm-hmm. Cohen, let me stop you there. Yeah, Cohen, I want to stop you there and ask you. A lot of suggestions that the investigation into Finance Minister Gordhan is an abuse of state structure for a political agenda. So how can such a situation be averted? I mean, can it? Uh, well, like we say, it depends uh, on, on, on which factions uh, gain ascendancy within the ruling party. And we, what we are saying now is that it does seem to us that uh, of the three factions is the reformists and the traditionalists that are gaining ascendancy in that uh, though corrupt as they might be uh, and authoritarian as they might be, they are the ones that are gaining ascendancy and will ultimately push through reforms. Remember, uh, the economic uh, reforms that are needed to uh, take the country forward are not necessarily popular with the majority of supporters and members of the ruling party. So they'll have to push those through uh, through uh, what we say are repressive means for lack of a better word. Well, that was IRR Head of Risk, Cohen Lebone, joining us live. But on that note, let's cross over to Prabhashini Mudish, who's going to tell you how the RAND is performing. Making sense of your RAND. The market update on Newsbreak, Lotus FM. A very good afternoon to you coming to you live from the Lake Haven Secondary School. Let's look at how the RAND is performing today. The RAND is trading at 14 Rand 34 to the US dollar, 17 Rand 47 to the pound sterling, 15 Rand 80 to the euro, 10 Rand 81 to the Australian dollar, and 10 Rand 12 to the New Zealand dollar. In India, 1 Rand is trading at 4 rupees 66, in Sri Lanka at 10 rupees 23, in Pakistan at 7 rupees 29, and in Mauritius at 2 rupees 47. The Saudi Arabian Rial is changing hands at 3 Rand 82. In your commodity market, gold is trading at $1,259 an ounce, while platinum is at $940 per ounce. Finally, the spot price of Brent crude oil is at $51.90 per barrel. That wraps up your market update, update this afternoon. For Newsbreak, I'm Prabashni Mudli. As Umakulu, I have lots of responsibilities and nine grandchildren to think about. That's why I'm planting seeds for them. Today, I also have the opportunity to become an investor. Start planting seeds today and apply to invest a minimum of 2,000 Rand in MTN Zakele Futi shares. Existing MTN Zakele shareholders can also apply to reinvest a minimum of 50 MTN Zakele shares. Apply at any participating NetBank branch today. T's and C's apply. This is not a prospectus. View the prospectus on MTN dot com forward slash Sakela food want to know where you can get the best burger pizza or the healthiest meal in South Africa introducing biting about they travel around South Africa and discover the most happening hotspots and undiscovered gems so you don't have to discover the best kept restaurant secrets be sure not to miss biting about Tuesdays at 8 30 exclusively on SABC 3 have escalating food prices left you with little on your plate? On Newsbreak Talk this Saturday at 1, we find out how to keep the cupboard stocked amid tough economic times. Newsbreak Talk, Lotus FM, give your views a voice. Newsbreak, Lotus FM, powered by SABC News. 
And it's a quarter past one here on Newsbreak. Our special broadcast and extended hour is what we're bringing you live from the Lake Haven Secondary School here in Durban. Now, you can find magic wherever you look. Sit back and relax. All you need is a book. Now, that was said by Dr. Seuss. And today, that is the most appropriate thing I can think of because we're here at the launch of the Lake Haven Secondary Library, which is filled with books Actually, you should be lucky that I'm actually doing this broadcast because of the titles I'm seeing. I just want to get in a corner and read the whole day. But I'm sure this is the intention that the Lake Haven Secondary had alongside uh, some of their biggest, biggest supporters today for the establishment of this library. But before we get into that and exactly whose brainchild this was, I want to talk to Mr. A. Khan, Mr. Azad Khan. He's the principal of the Lake Haven, uh, Lake Haven Secondary. Mr. Khan, thanks for your time. Thank you very much. And I just want to say, when you were giving your speech, you had me on tenter hooks. You have such a plethora of knowledge when it comes to reading. I'm sure that's your, your, your biggest hobby, right? Well, actually, I, I was an English teacher. Yeah. And I currently teach a grade 8 class as well. Yeah, so tell me about, you know, why all the books that we're seeing here today, why that is so important? Well, firstly, a very good afternoon to the Newsbreak team, to Lotus FM listeners, and I want to say also a very, very big thank you to the Soroptimus International and to Ms. N. Isaac, a member of my staff who was the driving force behind the entire project. And when you look at the thousands of books here, to be exact, it's 10,000 books. 10,000. It fills you with a sense of excitement. It's staggering the amount of information available to us. Yeah. And that is what awaits our learners. Mm -hmm. So it opens up a world of reading pleasure. Absolutely. And, and you tell me this is the first time in 17 years that the school has this. That's true. That's mm. true. And, and so what is likely to happen now? I know that the Seroptimus International has so graciously donated these books and helped facilitate the setup of this library. What are students going to do with it? Well, the library is going to be serving many functions. I expect that we will uh, learners will derive maximum reading pleasure from the books that are available. But we will also be offering them opportunities to do research as well. As I said at my speech at the launch, Libraries are not easily accessible, the public libraries in the various communities. So having a library at school will give ready yeah. access to children. Yeah. You know, I, I remember when I was in school, one of, the, one of the debates was that should you be reading something like, you know, John Grisham or Dan Brown or, uh, you know, Danielle Steele at that time. What is your take on, on reading fictional popular books? that helps to expand the mind of a learner. Is it something that learners should be doing or should they just go with academic stuff? I would say they should be expanding their minds and mm -hmm. testing the waters. Today, the literature available is so vast. And uh, of course, there's unacceptable reading, as we all know. But when you mention the authors that you've touched on, Dan Brown, Robert Ludlum, Sidney Sheldon, etc., mm -hmm. these are writers who open vistas of knowledge. Yeah. They're minds of information. And many t in many instances, while they touch on fiction, the fiction is based on real-life events mm. as well. Mm. And I'm sure that really helps South Africa to expand its knowledge and look at new dimensions of, of, of expressing South Africa's story. Absolutely. Uh, I think what has become uh, alarming in recent times is that we've raced so far ahead in technology mm. that we've forgotten the basics and reading is one of the basics and most elementary form of education. Yeah. Today, there are 
learners who are more skilled and more adept at accessing a cell phone mm -hmm. than they are in reading a book. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a tragedy. That's a challenge. So take me through what's going to happen. I mean, this library is open now. What is going to, how is this going to fit into the school day? Well, the library will stay open during the breaks for, to ex, uh, for accessibility to the learners, for borrowing purposes. We will also utilize the library period, uh, uh, traditionally borrowing that from the languages uh, teachers, be it English, Afrikaans, and Isizulu. And we will get our learners down into the library and expose them to the reading material. Mm. Borrowing, however, will take place strictly during the breaks mm. for, for purposes of access and control as well as security. Mm -hmm. However, the learners will have ample opportunity to be exposed to the books, to make choices, and we will also have learners utilizing the library to present talks at the assembly based on books that they've found to be exceptional. Mm. So in other words, they may even present a book review be not only before the class, but before an entire assembly as well. Mm. Well, Mr. Khan, I think before you leave me now, I, mean, I know you mentioned Dan Brown and he spoke a bit of, of Stephen King. I know you read a lot, so tell me, what are some of your favorite, what is your favorite book? The one that has really taken you to another world altogether. It's the Dan, Dan Brown trilogy. Yeah, I know, Da Vinci Code, <laughs> Angels and Demons, yeah, Lost yeah, Symbol. Absolutely. You know, apart from that being an amazing story, the narrative as to the way he described everything that you were seeing at the Vatican was absolutely outstanding. And I think that's what students need to do, expand their horizons. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I've never been a real lover of art and yeah. art history, but when I read the Dan Brown series, it exposed me to another dimension. Yeah. So it was more than just a thriller. Yeah. Because the issues they deal with, antimatter mm. and transhumanism, etc., yeah. these are very real and very possible issues facing the world. Wonderful, Mr. Khan. Thanks so much for joining us today, the principal of Lake Haven Secondary, who's been talking to us about the importance of books and why it's so important in his school. For the first time in 17 years, there's a library here at the school. So much of books, so much of information, and all of this brought to the school by the Seroptimist International. Now, we got, are going to be profiling this organization, what they do, what they mean, and what they stand for. So we're looking forward to, to, to bring you up to date with the work that Seroptimist International is doing. But how about we talk to the people who this affects the most, the students here who are going to be benefiting from this vast, vast world of knowledge. So joining me today to talk about this is our two um, students from the Lake Haven Secondary, Nobushle and Nontlanga and Yamkele Mgidi. Thanks so much guys for joining me today. How does it feel knowing that you have a library at school now? It, it feels very exciting to know that we're going to have books like this to be able to read. Yeah, yeah, I know that I might be matric. This yeah. is my last year, most importantly. Mm -hmm. But for those that will be left behind, this is, is it's very amazing. And because, more, most importantly, that it's not only for these learners that are going to be here, but yeah. for future generations. Yeah. So, yeah. Wonderful. Now, Bushley, tell me about the, the, the aspect of reading, though. What does it do for you to make you a better student? Reading for me, I'd say, besides expanding your vocabulary, you get to to you get to be introduced to different writers yeah. the, the different styles of writing and that helps you as well because you know in english you do a lot of writing so i'd say that you get to travel the world without going anywhere most importantly so i'd say that is a very great advantage to be able to to do that yeah i'd say mm, that mm. and yamkele i mean you're so excited about this library 
what does it do for you when you I mean you're coming up to that crucial matric final exam where you have to read that paper in record time and and understand it and then write it you know write your responses back in how's this library or the fact that there's literacy available at the school now going to set you up for that uh, well I do believe that the library will assist us in facilitating uh, uh, us getting access to information as you can see that uh, there are books of physics, uh, biology, and so forth and so on. The uh, textbooks that we have received from the Department of Education have uh, limited uh, access of information, but here we yeah. have a vast uh, information so we can find information further in, in such a curriculum. So mm. it will help us as matriculants in helping us to expand and explore more and more an understanding of what is going to happen, uh, what we're going to uh, receive in the paper. Do you think reading is only for nerds? Not, not probably, because uh, I do believe that a philosophy once said that uh, a reader leaves thousands alive, yeah. but a person who doesn't read only leaves one. Absolutely. So, me, I started reading and I gained a, 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 a desire to be a politician. I've read right. Steve Biko and so on and so forth. So, I've, I've, I've picked up some characteristics of becoming a, a, a politician. So, it, it, it's not only about uh, being a nerd, yeah. but it's yeah. about... You well, know, I want to ask you about that. Tell me about that, because there's often a debate about the importance or the dominance of international writers compared to South African writers. And you're saying you read Biko, yes, which sir. is one of the most profound works you'll ever find. How important is it to support South African authors? It is important because, as you can see, that uh, the, the South African authors, they are, they are rel they're relative in our own lives as uh, Africans. You will find that they are authors of Africa that are particularly uh, talking about the real story that is happening in Africa. By supporting our, our local authors, we are encouraging the youngsters like us to, 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 to uh, invest in literacy, to be able to, to, to write uh, novels like them. Okay, I know I shouldn't be saying this on national radio, but in a few years' time, I'm going to vote for Yam Kele when he stands for president <laughs> because he reads at the Lake Haven Secondary. But Nobushle, as you leave us now, one of the criticisms, though, from your president, Mr. Khan, was that too much of technology, not enough books. So we need to look at the fact that technology, we, we get e-books now. So it's not necessarily about uh, technology. You can use it in a very uh, positive way, like you're going on the internet and looking up books. Like for me today, before, when I was preparing for my speech, I could Google uh, Sarabtimus International. So basically, technology might have its negatives, but uh, when you look at it on the brighter side, yeah, there are some benefits because e-books and so on. So it's not necessarily about saying we're neglecting the, 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 the hard copy of books, but technology is there to make things easier for us for exercise yeah. instead of walking to the library you can just simply go to the internet and look up the book that you're looking for so yeah it's just yeah, yeah. It's catch 22 mm. but amazing amazing to speak to you Nobushle Notlanga and Yamkele Mgidi from the uh, Lake Haven Secondary thanks guys for joining me Thank at the you. launch of your library well there you go so much of vast knowledge already pouring out through the Lake Haven Secondary students here at the launch of their library but somebody who's putting it all together and ensuring that this library is up and running on a daily basis is Mr. Tony Ramdayal and he serves as the librarian here at the Lake Haven Secondary. Mr. Ramdayal, thanks for your time. Thank you very much for having us and welcome to Lake Haven Secondary. Yeah, well, we really, really love your reception. So being surrounded by these books on a daily basis, I mean, what goes into it, ensuring that a library runs? Well, 
basically it involves teamwork. Yeah. Uh, running a library uh, cannot be done by one individual. You, you, you basically need a, a large support group. Mm -hmm. And since we are reviving this library, yeah. I am in a position where now I am going to be training the younger generation to continue this legacy that we have started today. Right. And what type of books would you say would be appropriate for them here? Look, uh, one of the uh, problems that we are facing at this moment in time is that uh, we have uh, our students, uh, the majority of our students are second language learners. Yeah. So uh, we have basically have to start from the beginning. So in, in my language, what, what I would like to say is that we're looking at primary school books, yeah. books with a lot of pictures, right. big printing. Yeah. In that way, yeah. you're going to get pupils to start uh, An introduction to reading. Introduction yes, to yes. reading, yes, yeah. introduction to reading. A lot of work still to be done because libraries are so advanced these days. It's no longer just, you know, an old room with lots of books. What is your vision for the library from a technological perspective? Look, uh, uh, we, we had this discussion before and not everybody at school or not all our pupils at this moment in time have access to media and to the internet. So this, is, uh, this uh, project is looking at a, a, a starting point yeah. to getting reading back on track. And yes, in, in, in time we uh, want to move on to t uh, using technology, but for the timing, the categorization and the accessioning of books, all that was going to be done by the use of technology, basically using a computer system. Well, Mr. Tony Ramdeal, the librarian here at the Lake Haven Secondary School, thanks so much for your time and we look forward to you dishing out more books to your learners. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Thank you. You're listening to Newsbreak. Half past one, we are broadcasting live from the Lake Haven Secondary here in Durban. A very, very significant day for them. It's an auspicious time, one could say, because they have so much of knowledge at their disposal now and they'll be using it at the launch of their library to ensure that they have um, a lot 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 more opportunities going forward well let's let's go to our next guest now and we're talking to Ms. rachel underhill and she's a school governing body member of course a parent as well here and thank you so much for your time today and you know this sponsorship from the Optimist international how important is this for your particular school? Sir, firstly, I'd like to thank Sir Optimus mm. because um, our children are not exposed to books anymore. Yeah. They're exposed to WhatsApp where they're making short little yeah. LOL. Right, and not full so words. When <laughs> I'm sure a lot of our English teachers complain that a full sentence, I think hardly anybody finds it anymore. So introducing our children to books encourages them to write, encourages them to read. Then this LOL, laugh out loud. Mm. A child actually knows what laugh out loud looks like. Yeah, It's yeah. not just three letters right. anymore, it's a few <laughs> words. <laughs> in terms of that, I mean, you know, you are dealing with particular challenges here in this school. And let's highlight them. What are some of these socio-economic or social pressures that these children face on a daily basis here? So, you know, our libraries, for one, mm. are placed in areas that are not accessible to our children. Yeah. And then the element that hangs out at the libraries. Yeah. Our libraries are used as social meeting places for not a very nice element. Mm. I work across the road from yeah. the And it's library. not that safe, is it? And no. Yeah. So from where I work, I can see what's going on at the library. Unfortunately... You stop one group, you have another group mm. going back to redo this exactly, the exact same things. So us as parents, we keep our children away from the library yeah. because 
I would rather have my child not being able to read than being influenced by a drug addict or yeah. being murdered coming back from home or being robbed or yeah so yeah. this is what I think most of our children are faced with that is the society the the the, the, the place where we live yeah. is that our children are being kept away from libraries because their safety is more important That's it. to us. It's a strategic, you know, you're yes. protecting them. Mm-hmm. You've got this library running now and it's, it's, it's a, such a big thing here for, for the learners. Yes. It's not over yet though, is it? So what becomes your appeal to the community members, perhaps ex-pupils, um, industries in the area to support this library a bit more? Please, people, let's start by yep. <laughs> building a bigger library. Yeah. Because 10,000 books, this room is quite small for 10,000 books. So, firstly, Mr. Khan, I'm sure, would love us to donate bricks. At least that's the starting point. Yeah, bricks. You <laughs> know, just bricks. Build the future with yes. bricks and books, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we'll ask for bricks. Next time, we'll ask for cement <laughs> until we've got everything we need. But it's for. a noble cause, isn't it? To create an environment for education. It is. Really, it is. And from a parent's perspective, I think this is the most amazing thing. Mm. My favorite book was The Animal, The Pet Cemetery. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember and that. Like, well, How old were you when you read that, though? I was like 16. How did you manage to sleep at night? <laughs> I did because this book was so exciting. The man trying to wake you. No, get his I, c- I couldn't do it. I was, I was too scared. <laughs> but about that, and this is an interesting question, you know, when during my high school time, when I would rather read a book, you know, for my break, my parents would always say, why are you reading a library book and not your textbook? Do you encourage students to still read during exams to expand their mind, imagination, cool off the brain almost? Yes, I do. I mean, you cannot feed the brain only, just like you, you cannot only eat rice. Yeah. You need something to go with the rice. So I would say, yes, studying is important, but you need an outlet. Mm. So let reading another book be your outlet. Wonderful. Ms. Rachel Underhill, the school governing body member and parent here at the Lake Haven Secondary. Thanks so much for your time. And we are moving forward with our broadcast today. Significant, significant day to watch young minds lap up information via books. That's one of the most amazing things. I wish you could join me here today. And if you are in the area, please come through. We're at the Lake Haven Secondary and we're looking at about, I think it's what, 10,000 10, 10, 10, books? Yep, 10,000 books surrounded in this in this room which is basically serving as an institute for education and to take that conversation further let's talk to one of the educators here at the lake haven secondary Ms. mogi isaacs hi Ms. isaacs how are you doing hi thank you for coming over to lake haven secondary school it's a real pleasure having you here thank you very much for having us and 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 yes thank you for reinvigorating you know newsbreak's love for books tell me something in terms of keeping students more disciplined. How are books likely to do that? Uh, Firstly, I'd like to say that an institution without a library is like a room without windows. Mm. Because learners, all learners cannot go to different countries, but the books that they read will give them information. They cannot travel all over, but reading books can give them all the information. They are transported to the different areas by reading. Yeah. And um, being an English educator myself, um, learners, especially in today's times, because of technology taking over, they've lost their interest in reading. And I believe here at Lake Haven, we can revive that. Mm. 
one of the um you know debates also about books is that they're a bit expensive mm. not everybody can possibly afford a book yes. therefore it is also a little difficult to update libraries and keep it stocked yes how should this challenge be averted well um starting with the seroptimist i think you can see that most of the books have been donated and we've also made appeals to other institutions to help us to purchase books uh, we have the uh, a band of dedicated staff at Lake Haven and they're busy trying to put books together, books that they don't need. And, you know, I always say this, books can never be obsolete mm. because there's something from that you can, that a child can get from every book. Mm. So this is an ongoing process. We're not going to stop here. Yeah. We're going to go out to industries. We're going to go out to other sponsors in the community, community yeah. and out to yeah. get more books. And what kind of role do you think that the Department of Education or government could play to, to realize the importance of books and, and help facilitate that better in schools? I, I actually understand that the government is uh, working on a strict budget, yeah. but um, if they could also make an appeal to industries and to the community at large, because the more appeals we make, mm -hmm. the more um, uh, sponsors and donations we're going to touch. So I think the, the government must make an appeal as well as individual institutions. Mm. Well, wonderful for that, and, and we, we, we really love the passion you've got, Ms. Isaacs, for, for, for learning, for English, and so thank you so much for sharing that with us today on Newsbreak. Okay, thank you. Thank you for having us again. <laughs> well, we are broadcasting live from the Lake Haven Secondary. We are bringing you the latest from the launch of their library, 10,000 books, amazing, amazing titles here, stuff that would get you wanting to spend your entire day over here. Um, Things fall apart by Chino Achebe. I mean, that's right in front of me and I just can't stop looking at it, knowing the, the wealth of information in that book. Of course, Dan Brown, The Da Vinci Code. Thankfully, that's to my side. So, I mean, if, if I was looking at that directly, I possibly won't be able to speak much. So, as you can see, it's a really up-to-date library and also there's some pearls of wisdom here. And, and let's talk about why an organization like Sir Optimist International and, and other types of, of sponsors in the area would possibly want to take some time out of their schedules and donate to this library. And so joining me now in studio today to talk about this is Sanam Shri from the Shri Property Solution, one of the sponsors here today. Hello, how are you doing? Well, thanks. Well, surrounded by books, I think everybody gets a little bit more inspired. Why this for a particular project for your for your company? Well, firstly, I think the, the Lake Haven School itself has sentimental value to myself and my family. My dad, Prantri, attended the school. So when we had obviously visited through and seen how dilapidated the school was, we thought, okay, we... Um, promote education is very important to us. We have a bursary foundation program and we thought that we would partner with and obviously get involved. Mm -hmm. And what sort of response have you enjoyed? Because it seems like learners are very grateful. How does that make you feel? I think that, you know, I, I can't even describe that to you in words. Yeah. I can't tell you what we're feeling. I know there's a very warm feeling. My entire family is here today and we just, from the hugs we're getting and, you know, the smiles that we're seeing, yeah. that means more to us than anyone thanking us, I think. Mm -hmm. Going forward then, what kind of 
you know, relationship will you maintain with this particular library? Well, considering how much of work we've put into it, I think that it will be a long-going uh, relationship long-term with the Free Property Holdings Group and the Lake Haven School. Um, obviously, refurbishing at, at some point, updating, and always having that constant warm relationship, having warm bodies at the school. Mm -hmm. Reading is, is, is something that can set, set young people up for future success to come. How would you encourage or remind them to utilize this resource to, the, to its full potential? I think, you know, like, like everyone's saying, you hear people talking about, you know, iPads and the internet and a lot of kids are moving towards the computer and, you know, um, the internet and all of that instead of going to libraries. But it's a very, um, it's a very different feeling. I think when you feel the pages of a book and you're actually sitting on a computer, it's the experience. And um, I think we're promoting, you know, going back to the traditional ways of going back, sitting in a library, the experience you have and, you know, showing that. Wonderful. Well, we really appreciate your time today and um, Sanam Shri from the Shri Property Solutions. Thanks so much for choosing this particular school to give back and hopefully this relationship will be sustained for future endeavours. Thank you very much. So we are listening to Newsbreak today talking about the importance of literature, importance of books, why this is important and we are of course going to be talking and you know and, and let me let me share a secret and Prabhashni is, is giving me weird looks here today about that I am battling to say Sir Optimist International and that possibly means that I need to start you know rekindling my book collection going through and, and trying to come up with this I've never heard this word before so I think I want to get an education lesson on this now with Yatisha Ramdhani who's a past president of Sir Optimist International welcome to Newsbreak thank you very much Yatisha Ramdari Ramdari okay I think I need to start doing, uh, yeah, I really need to get back to my books today. <laughs> what is Sir Optimist International? It's, Sir it's, Optimist. it's, such, an, it's such, such a big organization I'm learning about today. Help us understand. Well, the sad part about it is that it's said to be the world's best kept secret. Yeah. Sir Optimist International is a worldwide organization for women and girls. We inspire, enable, empower and educate women and girls in more than 123 countries around the world. Mm. There's more than 80,000 members with United Nations representation. The, the list just goes on yeah. as to how much and how far the reach really goes. Why girls? Well, it started in 1921 by the wife of a Rotarian. And in those days, the Rotary Club didn't allow women to be a part of the organization. No. And so this woman and her group of friends in Oakland, California, felt that they had the potential to do good and they focused on the on women and girls and i think in today's society it's very prevalent that an organization like ours does work that uh brings up the woman and the girl child especially mm -hmm. and in terms of um you know setting young people up for that you know particular type of vision that's optimist you know has for the world how can the mere act of reading do that well our three uh uh, pillars are education, empowerment and enablement and reading would be the focal point of, of being able to achieve those, those three goals. Uh, if you can't educate yourself, you can't enable yourself. If you can't enable yourself, you can't empower yourself and therefore you won't be able to be a success or achieve something in your life. And I think just mere, we take it for granted when uh, people say read, to, uh, children think of it as being lame in today's society. But I think, you know, when you look back at the success stories and the, the entrepreneurs and the successes of the world, they will tell you that they have 
avid reading uh, they are avid readers and they uh, have large book collections and for us to be able to bring books to the 680 kids here at Lake Haven Secondary is an achievement I think for us and in terms of your relationship with books let's you know let's walk the talk let's set the example in terms of your relationship with books tell us about that well my mom is a avid reader and she's um instilled in us reading from the from uh, the age of five, as soon as we could read properly and i think the journey has been uh, for me moved from uh, fiction novels to biographies and then back again and at the moment i think it it lies with uh, I think an author that's been mentioned quite a few times today being Dan Brown. <laughs> uh but I think uh today's uh the the type of novels that are coming out today appeal to the 21st century reader and uh my personal involvement would be uh more mystery or or thriller or uh something like that. You know, I that's precisely the question I wanted to ask you just now. you know the often you know one wonders should i read something like i don't know something as popular as twilight for that sense gratification or should i go for something deeper some uh, a biography perhaps uh, maybe somebody's you know um, nelson mandela's long walk to freedom perhaps what is your take on that is there is there a difference there is a difference but i think there's a slight difference yeah. the 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 biographies and the fiction uh the non-fiction books rather uh would definitely grow your your knowledge and your understanding of the world but fiction would increase your imagination and allow you to think for yourself the what i've derived from reading fiction is that you ha- you create an opinion and you create a mindset and you are able to have a world voice or an opinion that you've created out of reading fiction mm. and in terms of um encouraging young people i mean the celebrity is going to encourage them to read expand their knowledge become more versed with liter- literacy so that you know they can pronounce it optimist unlike me what about taking up a career in in books writing you know exploring literacy do you think something like this an initiative like this could inspire that most definitely i think that uh Uh, children who aren't able to uh access libraries don't even know that they have the potential yeah. and they don't know that what they are scribbling on pieces of paper or in their diaries is actually worthy of being published one day and being exposed to books like the ones the 10,000 that are surrounding us here today enables them to know that you know what my I'm valuable as well and hopefully they would persevere and continue to write write in their journals write in their diaries and one day actually be published yeah. and yeah yeah these are nearing the end now of our interview but I want to ask you one more thing um and and you said that you know your organization has often supported females um you know there's often this this debate that girls read more than boys already Do you think that needs to change? Is that a reality? I think it is a reality because boys don't think of it as being cool to read. <laughs> But I think hopefully here at Lake Haven they can instill yeah. the 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 love of reading into boys and I think it actually has to come from a younger age than even seen the secondary school. But I it's never too late and hopefully the boys here at Lake Haven can try and even read one book a term and that would be <laughs> an achievement. That's your achievement. Well, Yatisha Ramdhari 
the past president of Sir Optimist International. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you very much. We are broadcasting live from the Lake Haven Secondary here in Durban, launching their library today. Bright faces around me, all eagerly awaiting to, to get started with reading. We are going to be discussing more about this initiative, this charity, Sir Optimist International, why they chose this particular initiative. Stay with us. It's Newsbreak with me, Taresh Hari Pashad. Are you struggling to give your family wholesome, tasty and innovative vegetarian meal solutions? Tired of the same boring vegetarian meals? Well, look no further than corn, the meat-free, soy-free solution. Corn have now also introduced a new vegan range, which means it's egg and dairy-free too. All products are halal certified and selected products are heartmark approved. Corn, tasting is believing. It's all happening movie-wise all through October on SABC3. The love of art may lead to murder in Grapes on a Vine. And Richard Gere deceives the world in the hoax. Determination may get a Liverpool fan to the match in Will and enable a blind man to touch the top of the world. Two worlds collide in The Good Man and romance rules in Love Makers. Saturdays at 7 and 9 and Sundays at 7. Great movies coming your way all through October on SABC3. Charged with fraud and summoned to appear before court. This decision that has been made to prosecute Mr. Godan has nothing to do with the rogue unit. These are two separate matters. But is there more to this decision to prosecute Finance Minister Praveen Gordon? I think quite clearly it is politically motivated. Give your views a voice on Newsbreak Talk this Sunday at 1. Newsbreak, Lotus FM, powered by SABC News. 10 to 2 o'clock today on Newsbreak. It's our extended broadcast because we are extending literacy and information here at the Lake Haven Secondary where a library has been set up thanks to Sir Optimist International who's saw, who had the vision to ensure that young people become more literate in, in an attempt to expand their horizons as young people of South Africa. So joining me to discuss that very point is none other than the the... Uh, Sir Optimist International Durban President, and that's Ms. Sejal Bandula. Sejal, thanks for your time. Thank you very much for having us. And, and let's start at, at the beginning. Where did this idea come about? Well, this idea, like everything in life, had a, a wonderful starting point where our club, Sir Optimist International Durban, invited um, Lake Haven Secondary to bring through 11 go uh, 10 girls, 10 grade 11 girls, to um, Adventure into Womanhood uh, project and event. And through that communication began with one of the teachers, and that was Mrs. Mogi Isaacs. And uh, we were then rather surprised to learn that the school hasn't had a library. Yeah. In, in, I'm sure you've covered that already. And um, on a few visits to the school and with some communication between us, we decided that this was definitely a very worthy partnership to, to, to be part of here. Yeah. And then from there, where did you start? Well, we started with a book drive, yeah. um, with a very simple book drive, and we were amazed at the general response. And then we were so fortunate to have got a substantial book donation, which we 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 saying it. It may be more than the 10,000 that we're talking about, but uh, we were really astonished by this huge gen um, donation of books. And from there, we had to begin a sorting process, which was an amazing experience as well for the ladies and the teachers and the learners. And um, the next stage was to actually get this room ready to be a library. Mm -hmm. um, 
if if you had seen this last year when we did uh, early in the year it, it was really a sight for sore eyes and I come from a household I have two sons who are yeah. avid readers and uh, I must say you spoke earlier about boys being <laughs> worse readers than girls but in my household I'm not the very I'm not the best reader yeah. and to think that if my kids were in a school and were not afforded the privilege of a library mm. um, it really amazed me and, and the titles yeah I just can't stop I mean you know we, we already spoken about the, the few of the books that you've got here but biographies I'm seeing from Diana to um, so many titles by John Grisham the Rainmaker um, it's really astounding and what does that tell you about the level of interest that South Africans have in reading such that they would provide these kinds of books you know I think there's a misconception um, everyone talks about digital um, devices and how people have moved away from books but I, you're right this is an excellent example to tell us that that's not true the, the, the book the book in hand is still a great passion of South Africans and um, I think that uh, the quality of reader that we do have in this country uh, these books are testament to that. Mm, mm. And Sergio, talk to me about going forward with this partnership because I know your organization really likes to go the extra mile to raise um, impeccable women and subsequently, of course, young people, not just girls, also boys. What is the intention for this project? Well, we are really um, very, very satisfied that we've come to this point and we're able to open up this wonderful um, treasure of knowledge to yeah. the school. And we would just like to leave behind that legacy that all the, all the girls and the boys of the school um, just cherish what they have mm. and understand that this privilege that they've been given, yeah. um, they deserve the privilege. Absolutely. And they need to expand their horizons to understand that they don't have to, um, they can open their minds to many, mm. many possibilities of the f in the future. Mm. And I think lastly, it's not just your job, right, to ensure that this is a functional contribution to society. How can society get involved? Well, um, and I must say, I have to just slip in there and make mention of the wonderful woman that I work with. The work that I've taken over from the past president and the president before her has been amazing. And to work with such a wonderful group of women who are very, very, uh, there's no agenda. Yep. All they want to do is to make that change and inspire mm -hmm. that change. And we are looking to go forward with other projects similar to this and partner with other businesses or even organizations who would like to join us and bring the world of the library back into the schools. Mm. Sergio Bandulal, the sort of Astroptimist International Durban president, thanks so much for your time and Th thanks for this vision. Thank you very much. Well, let's talk about what Sergio was telling us just now about the team that helps her put this together. So let's talk to Nishani Shah, one, a, a post student here at, uh, at the school and also a member of Astroptimist International very, very, very warm welcome to our program today. Thank you very much. And how does it make you feel knowing that you, you know, walk these corridors and today you're seeing this plethora of information now available for the young people here? Oh, very excited. Being part of it, when we, we had this idea and when we, you know, the president's, uh, Yatisha, the past president, decided that she wanted to... Um, have set this up for Lake Haven School. We were really excited. And I was, uh, my maiden surname was Shri. So my brother Pran Shri and I were at the school as well. So it was really exciting. At that time, the school was, you know, it's as the, the principal said, it had weathered her storm. And we look at it, it's a beautiful school. 
mm. and it's so excited that they've you know they've got this beautiful library now and they can you know get all this wealth of knowledge mm. and a lot of support coming through from you know people like yourself and and so many people coming together to ensure this how important is it to know that there are citizens like yourself and ma- many others who want to make a difference like this there are a lot of people out there and you know uh, joining a group like the Soroptimus it has actually put us on a pedestal because we um, myself uh, being an ambassador for Soroptimus um, we are actually Robin Hoods we take from the rich and we give the poor and it is so important to give and what uh, what's so important is the time to have the time to make time for people and you know to 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 dedicate your time and to care the caring part is amazing because when when we see everyone that's so happy that we have achieved so much it gives us that fulfillment mm-hmm. and that uh, that we've actually accomplished something mm, wonderful well nishanisha past student here at the lake haven secondary and member of Stroptimus international thanks so much for your time and i'm sure you'll be continuing to do more work here Yes, we will definitely be back. Thank you. And you are listening to Newsbreak. We're wrapping up our special broadcast now, an entire hour-long broadcast to talk about the glory of books here at the Lake Haven Secondary School. And let's talk about some students today who performed a special musical item a short while ago. And so joining me now to talk about, um, you know, how this library is going to really help them become better versions of themselves is Mendy Butelezi, Shahira Kadir and Happy Shangase. Hi girls, thanks so much for your time today. Hello. Hi. I have to say though, my heart's a little bit broken now because we were just debating what whether boys read more, girls, you know, read more. And now I've got three girls to interview, so it makes me feel bad that my boys are not doing doing enough. But tell me, how important is this entire um, library going to to be for you to become more enlightened? Let's start with you, Mindy. It will help us morely, like to read, because we didn't have. Me, first time coming in the school, I just thought that if reading is more, you know... It was something that was too difficult? Yeah. Too boring? Yeah, because I, I didn't take reading seriously. Yeah. But well, how will you take it seriously now, now that you have a library here? Because I have many books to read and I could m- know morely about people... I mean, Mm. Yeah, learn more about it. Wonderful. And and let's talk to you, Shahira Kadir. Your interaction with the establishment of this library, when you realized it was going to be built, how happy were you? I was extremely happy because, uh, firstly, uh, we didn't have a library for so many years. And now that we found out that it's going to be reopened and we're going to launch it, I just felt the need to be very happy because we were going to have the time to study if we don't have any other place to study and we can do homework assignments and you know like borrow some books to get that knowledge and know about the world what's happening out there mm. and what about you happy i mean in terms of taking this forward in terms of becoming a more empowered woman where are you going to start with this particular library um i have to say i have to think uh to keep on coming to the library because it's not safe to go to the local libraries. Yeah. And um, if we have to go after school, we come back late and it's not safe. So mm-hmm. I think it's really going to help us. Yeah. What type of books do you like reading? <laughs> I like mostly horror and 
some drama book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see. I, you know what? You've got enough Stephen King here to last you a very long time. <laughs> Girls, thanks so much for your time, and I wish you all the best, all the success you as you go on us. reading. Well, there you have it. Young minds eager for knowledge, and the knowledge is now available. Ten thousand books donated by the Optimist International to the um, Lake Haven Secondary School. It's an amazing, amazing time for them, and we've been happy to broadcast this particular journey live on Newsbreak. This broadcast came your way courtesy of the team, executive producer Selma Patel, Prabhashni Mudli, Talisha Nanayudu and Genevieve Lanka, bringing us up to date with everything literate. From me, Taresh, hey, have an awesome day.